next on BYU Sports Nation. Winning, but not without concerns. Head coach Dave Rose on what BYU basketball is missing right now. What are Mark Durant's always conservative, passive opinions about Cougar Hoops? The former BYU Hoopster returns to BYU Sports Nation. Plus, BYU alum and NFL safety Daniel Sorensen makes an appearance on the Jimmy Fallon Show. Hashtag Times Square. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hooray! BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, December 8th, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's always great to have you with us. I am Spencer you're Linton. back! Teamed up with the mustache comb designer, Jerem Jordan. I do own a mustache comb. Wait, that's a real thing? Yeah. You own a mustache comb? Mm-hmm. You and Brennan Anderson of BYU Baseball. You're the two people I know that own yeah, a mustache our, comb. Ours, yeah, and we probably grow a mustache about as well as the other. <laughs> 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 Eric Mika, believe it or not, has a mustache. Oh, well, that's the thing. People are like, yeah. wait, he has a mustache? I know that, yeah, there's some controversy last night. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, but people are like, wait, he has a mustache? It's so blonde you can't see it. Yeah. Like, I think he needs to put a little dye in there. Like, if he wants it to pop... He's, his game is popping right now, you know what I'm saying? He's playing really well, like at an elite level. Randy Ray last night said that he thinks Eric Meek is a first-round pick whenever he comes out. A lottery pick, maybe. Wow. Whoa! That's now, crazy. Well, apparently Eric Mika and his blondie mustache, blondie. as part of No Shave November initially, has been indefinitely extended. For the BYU it's December now, so technically you can get rid of the mustache if you want, or are you really going to keep it forever? No, I decided I'm going to keep it until we win the WCC championship. Okay, what? Ex- excuse me? He's saying that in... Okay, no, no offense to that idea. I love Eric Mika. He's one of my favorite BYU athletes of all time. He's, he's seen what St. Mary's and Gonzaga are doing this year, right? Like, this is the worst year <laughs> to say this. Of all the years, BYU's been in the WCC. This is the sixth. I was getting pictures from different fans on Twitter of, like, I hope Eric's okay with, like, this super long beard. Like, pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio when he's got, like, super huge facial hair from different movies. Eric Mika fighting a bear. That's what we need. (laughs) So, Eric there's no way this lasts. I'm calling it right now. There's no way this mustache will last that long. Yeah, has his wife approved of this? Yeah, uh, has, has uh, Gabby, Gabby approved of this? Who, by the way, is a BYU cheerleader. Uh, so last night they brought one car to the arena. Go because to the arena and then come back to Hey, me. let's go Isn't to the great? game. You're going to cheer. I'm going to play. That's, we're going to win. That's great. For Woo! Yeah. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball did indeed beat Weber State last night thanks to Eric Mika and his blonde mustache. 77-66. Tied up at 47. Haas leaves it for Mika. And the foul. Eric Mika's stat line was ridiculous. Mm. 26 points, 10 rebounds, and a career-high four assists. More on last night's win. And what head coach Dave Rose says BYU is missing right now during our What's Trending topic. Not to mention radio analyst Mark Durant also on the way. And Mark's generally pretty conservative and passive, so I'm interested to hear what he has to say. (laughs) The football team practices again today for the first time uh, post-Utah State game. We'll have Facebook Live afterwards. You can watch those interviews at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, facebook.com slash BYUtvsports. Also, Matt Miller of SB Nation 
ranks Jamal Williams as the biggest riser and seventh best running back of the 2017 draft class. I think Jamal Williams' stock is rising. If he has a good senior bowl, a good uh, bowl game before that against Wyoming, he's got a shot to be drafted, Spencer. All eyes on Jamal. The women's basketball team beat Weber State 73-64. Mackenzie Pulsifer had six three-pointers. She scored 22 points for the Cougars. Kalani Purcell, ho-hum, another double-double, 11 points and 11 rebounds. Jeff Judkins will join us coming up in about a half an hour. Kids Day was great, Spencer. We'll talk about that. It was, it was wild in the Merritt Center. If you missed that game, <laughs> 5,000 kids singing uh, SpongeBob and Justin Bieber and screaming at the top of their lungs. I'm not kidding. Yes, I it was amazing. permanently damaged in the inner ear. Huh? Tyler Hawes also uh, played a, a basketball game uh, against the uh, Warsaw 7th Ward. Oh, he also plays for Andrzej Wojciechowski uh, in Poland. He gets Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski. Uh, he scored 16 points last night. <laughs> so nicely done. I think TJ had what? TJ had 15 last night. Hey, his brother TJ had 15, and Tyler had 16. He's got so. a one up. Him. Sorry, TJ. He led his team in scoring. Tyler Haas did. So that a boy. Mm-hmm. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Unsettling wins. Hill, a senior out of Humble, Texas. Double-double against Denver. Eric Mika with the lob from T.J. Haas. We had a couple of alley-oops last night. BYU beat Weber State by 11 points, 77-66. Some facts for you, Jerem. Fact number one, winning is fun. Fact number two, the Cougars now have six wins and three losses on the season. Thank you, Dwight Schrute. Fact three, last night's game presented more of the same from the Cougars. Let's get specific and start with the obvious positive. Solid play from the big men. In fact, I'm pretty sure you can now count on three things in life. Death, taxes, and Eric Mika playing well for BYU basketball. When he's not in foul trouble, he's awesome. And the last couple of games... He's received a third foul and then not received the fourth. So well done by Eric Mika to stay in the game because he's carrying. I think he needs to hit the chiropractor because he's carrying BYU right now. Those shoulders and back must be sore. He's playing really, really well. Listen to these numbers in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eric Mika is one of three players averaging 21.4 points per game and 8.7 rebounds per game in college hoops. That's it. The other two, Tim Kempton from Lehigh, no relation to a special book, and Alec Peters of Valparaiso. We remember him from Vegas. He beat BYU this year. Man, Eric Mika pretty crazy, is having right? a season thus far. I don't think he's coming out after this year. I think that he's going to go to the NBA draft after his junior year. Well, he's staying but, until BYU wins a West Coast Conference championship. What, what, yeah, what goes first? Be, Eric Mika to the NBA? Or that mustache? <laughs> 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 or BYU in a Power 5? Co- oh. oh, yeah, don't go there. Along with Larry Eric Scott Mika, of the Pac-12. Oh. Along with Eric Mika playing well. BYU is sharing the ball well as a team. They continue to have a ton of assists. Not enough, but a still very good number. They had a good, yeah, last night was good. Good team free throw shooting. 19 of 28. They're making a ton of free throws, right? Yeah, that just continues to be a positive for this BYU basketball team. But the glaring, the glaring statistic is what's happening behind the three-point line. The offense... And the guards still a bit rushed on the perimeter. They shot sub-29% last night. Huh? 
They were 3 for 11, 27%. The BYU guards are a good group, but they're not playing the way they are right now. You could argue you are what you do, right? Well, if that's the case right now, the BYU guards are struggling. But they have some good players. But we've determined after the first eight games, nine games now, nine of 31 in the regular season, so we're almost a third of the way through, the strength of this BYU team is inside. Certainly. It's, it's inside. So Dave Rose addressed that uh, Tuesday. We saw it last night. Uh, this game was won on the inside. And the guards are still young. We're talking about freshmen and sophomores for the most part. LJ Rose is a senior. This group's young. So it's, it's taking longer than we thought or wanted uh, for the guards to get to a comfortable place. Good bigs, good passing, good free throw shooting, not great three-point shooting. And the offense still in a bit of a hurry, which brings us to today's Twitter question. What are your adjusted expectations for this BYU basketball team? We're nine games in, as mentioned, uh, almost a third. What, what are your adjusted expectations? Six and three. Use the hashtag BYUSN at CL underscore living. At CL underscore living had the first tweet and the elite tweet yesterday as well, and they have the first tweet today. I would call that elite. Mm. I expect them to get meekified. What does that mean? That, that means everyone has a mustache. <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever that means, I mean, more Mika is good, right? Because Eric Mika yes. has been a stud. I, but can Eric Mika carry this team by himselfish ah, to the NCAA tournament? a very good question. All of, here's the thing with college hoops, unlike college football. All of this is in context of whether BYU is going to make the NCAA tournament or not. Will they make it or not? Because if you don't make it, that's not what the program standard is. The program standard is to get to the NCAA tournament. Yes. Be bubblicious, but get in. That's, that's the program standard. The standard is not to win a conference title. So hopefully that mustache goes, but more importantly, BYU wins a, a WCC title soon. I don't know if it's this year. It could be. You make a run in Vegas. You'll see. But the BYU guards have to carry more of the load for this team. Uh, we talked Tuesday about, or yesterday rather, about Dave Rose talking about Okay, maybe we need to become more of a power team. Kyle Davis told me, I said, did, you slow, did, did BYU slow down the offense last night and attempt to, to get the ball where you wanted? And, and that. He said, no, I wouldn't say slow down. We just wanted to be more efficient. So you saw BYU get the ball inside out. Dave Rose said, we did a better job later in that game of taking non-12 to 15-foot shots. We don't throw it inside to get that. The BYU guards need to play off of the bigs inside better for more efficiency because right now they're not being efficient as a group. I know, Jerem knows, you all know. It's always a good thing to learn through winning. BYU won and can look at the film and learn. Now, when it's Weber State, you can do that. When it's Colorado, it's not going to be so easy. And but, that wasn't easy last night. But the head ball coach has some real concern following a win. This isn't what we think. Listen to Dave Rose in the postgame. I like the way that, uh, you know, that our guys competed tonight. On the defensive end, offensively, we, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. Wait a second! Wait, hold the presses. I, I thought that was never the issue with BYU. I thought the offense was offensively. We have a lot of work to do. This is this is interesting. I know BYU won last night, but there's some concern. And and being in that room and getting that audio and, and seeing Dave Rose, it feels like he's stressed about what's going on because if BYU wants to make the NCAA tournament. These guards have some, uh, some work to do, like you said. And he says offensively. He's not saying Eric Mika needs to play better. He's, my message is, hey, we need the guards to bring it. He told BYU TV yesterday in the shoot-around that he was nervous about Weber State. And I thought, man, nervous about a home game against Weber a State. A team that you're 10-0 against. Interesting, right? 
So why why is he nervous? It's bigger than Weberstein. What exactly? What is BYU basketball missing right now? More from Coach Rose. We, we need more confidence. You know, confidence in our ability to race the ball up and get it in and get it out and get it back in again. It, it seems like our guards are, are really tense right now. How do you loosen up the guards when they know they're not shooting a good percentage? Dave Rose said practice. There you go. They'll have plenty of that. Practice? They'll have plenty of that after the Colorado game on Saturday. Yeah, we talked about practice. Uh, BYU's playing two games in the next, I don't know, two weeks or something. They play Colorado Saturday. Huge game, must win. More on that tomorrow. Uh, Illinois a week after that because it's finals week. So BYU's in a position right now where they need to bring it. And by they, I mean the guards. Nick Emery and TJ Haas, Elder Rose, these are good players. It's time to rise up. And uh, do what they do. They're doing good things. Passing the ball, uh, running the offense. Yeah, they need to make shots. It, that's what specifically Take needs to change. Take good shots and make them. Three for 11? Three for 11 from three. That's, that's not going to get you to the NCAA tournament. So, so the BYU guards, they know what's up. And I think they'll play better. Guards are the X factor. And let's not forget about Elijah Bryant. His injury has, has played a big role in this. Yes. I don't know that he ever really got fully healthy. And no. One for 16 from three. No. He wanted to get back. and I mean, that's tough. It's a tough balance. He wants to play, and he's such a good player. They want to get him on the floor and get him back in the flow of things. And it's early, and you're not getting much from the other guys off the bench right now, right? Stephen Bayo, Colby Lafeson, Zach Frampton. I mean, I mean, what was this game Saturday against Colorado? That was Zach Selyus' coming out party. There's not a Zach Selyus on this team. That's a missing element of this. TJ Haas still transitioning. Nick Emery finding his way into a new style of offense for him compared to last year and what the team did a year ago. I mean, there, there are a lot of questions still out there. Beat the Buffs. Beat Colorado. Coming up, a BYU to the NFL guy makes an appearance on the Jimmy Fallon Show. But first, Mark Durant tells us what he's most concerned about with his BYU Hoops team. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV and our conversation. Jumping right now on Twitter, follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, good news. BYU Sports Nation is headed to San Diego next week for coverage of the Poinsettia Bowl. It's going to be fantastic. Saturday through Wednesday, we'll be down there. Uh, starting Saturday with a two-hour special, December 17th. From the BYU Fan Fest. So if you're local, you want to come hang out throughout the week, come, come party with us. It'll be awesome. Uh, if you're in America's finest city, we'd love to hang out with you. Plus, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm thinking about which pool I might jump into, so we'll see what happens. Cannonball! It's not going to be as cold. So we, in Vegas last year, we were in 35-degree weather in the shade. America's finest yeah, city. Yeah, San Diego's going to be better than that. <laughs> And, and uh, I want Tanner Mangum to promise us it won't be 35 nothing in the first quarter. That's all I want from the points. Are you going to ask him that? Yes. You should. I'll ask him that. Please ask him that. If we get an interview with him. Will you John promise one, I will ask him that. That yeah. it will not be 35 I mean, Okay, I only want one thing from the points. In ball. the first quarter. Not 35. I'll take 34 nothing. Just not 35. Just not 35. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. He's on a 28-0 run, by the way. What are your adjusted expectations for this BYU basketball team nine games into the season? Six and three, just beat Weber State last night. At R. Greenhaw says, play-in game for the NCAA tournament or the NIT Final Four. We may win a game and maybe two in the tournament if 
BYU gets hot. Just get in at this point. Just get in. This team's young. They just need to get there. Make the NCAA tournament. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our good friend Mark Durant. Mark, it's been way too long. I know we saw you last night, but there's just something about reuniting on BYU Sports Nation that feels right. It always feels like uh, coming home when you have me on. I, I think you're doing a disservice to the fans when you when you don't have me on. To be honest <laughs> with you, and so I think it's a smart move on on your on your part. And uh, wondering if I can get a, a part time uh, hire for just a week next week, and I can come down to San Diego with you guys. That sounds pretty nice. Most of the time we're here in Studio B. You get to get out on the road, so this is our this is our one time to shine. Okay, don't don't try and steal the <laughs> I would, line. I would feel bad for you, Mark, but you get to make trips to San Diego oh, and Los Malibu Angeles and, and Malibu to cover Area. basketball. Oh, boo hoo! Well, the difference is I'm I'm kind of a big deal. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard that you have many leather bound books, and your house smells of rich mahogany. True or false? All true. All oh true. yes. Okay. <laughs> Baxter Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Uh, Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now, let's start with the most important question of the day. If you were to compare Jeremy and myself to a famous duo, who would it be? Wow. Uh, well, uh, I- I'm a bit of a TV connoisseur, so I'm going to go the TV route. Okay. And, and the, initial th- the initial thing, I, uh, the duo I thought was, uh, was Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, <clears throat> Starsky and Hutch are way too cool. <laughs> so, so then my mind uh, goes to uh, like a Lenny, or, Lenny and Squiggy. A Lenny is who? I, but who, now, who? Laverne and Shirley. Oh, see, see, you guys even know young punks. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, okay. Okay. But okay. They're, they're a little too on the other end of the extreme, even for you guys. And so I thought, I thought the right fit was uh, – Maybe a Norm and a Cliff from Cheers, who are, everybody loves, but they come across as kind of know-it-alls. So I, yeah. I think that's the right fit. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Studio B is where everyone knows your name, so it's it's yeah. It's good. yes, nicely played. Okay, yeah. we'll go with it. All hey, right, you've passed the test. Mark. Let's talk about more relevant topics mm. uh, to the audience. Uh, <laughs> BYU beat Weber State last night, but we talked about it. Feels like there's there are things at play that are bigger than just the Weber State game. Uh, what what do you think of the current state of BYU hoops through nine games so far? Yeah, I mean that Weber State game was was much needed. It felt like uh, like getting a, a pair of underwear for Christmas. You know, it's not not a great gift, but you needed it, and uh, <laughs> so you you kind of say, "Oh, thanks, gee, that that's great, mom and dad." But uh, listen, that was that was an important win. It, it, I I watch this team right now. And they're just kind of grinding it. They're they're trying to figure it out, and it's not really coming together. But they they just willed themselves to a win last night. Uh, just pounded it in, did what they needed to do, played hard, got it done. But it doesn't look to me like it's uh, really clicking. They don't look like they're having a lot of fun. A couple plays, you know, those alley oops are always fun and things. But it it, it was a hard fought, a little bit ugly game, and I think that's just kind of where they're at. They're where trying to figure things out guys and uh you know people are finding their roles and the expectations for certain players are maybe not being met and other players are exceeding expectations and the team's not what i thought it would be to start the season but i I give them credit they're fighting uh this team's got a lot of a fight you saw it last night and uh, they're finding ways to get things done and i i think 
it, it may be a little bit more of that, but but my, my hope is, and I and I feel it that uh, this team is, although there's some flaws, they're they're fixable and. With time and experience, they'll get much better, and and it will look a lot better. But uh, now they're just they're just really struggling and, and and trying to get it done in other ways and working hard, and and it's not necessarily pretty. But that's where they're at at this point. What is the biggest strength of this BYU basketball team right now? Well, the biggest strength is probably Mika's strength. I mean, he's he's just like a force of nature in there right now, a tornado. You know, I spent some time in the Midwest, and those tornadoes, they just, whatever's in their way, they just uh, mow over and destroy, and that's kind of Eric Mika when he gets the ball. He's, he, he looks like a man amongst boys out there, and uh, he's just so strong. I, I give him a lot of credit. I think he's worked hard in the weight room, and he spent a lot of time on his free throws, which has been so important because he's getting fouled so much and shooting about 80%. That's that's a real benefit to the team. And just those those two things show me he's been working hard and he got a lot of assists last night. I, I think the answer, uh, at least right now, is he's got to touch the ball every time down and, and he's got to be who makes the decisions on offense. And if he wants to kick it out to a guard to shoot a three, that's that's great. If he wants to take it, that's great. And with him on the floor, it makes Kyle Davis better, Yoli Childs better, because some teams have to focus so much on him, and they're having nice years. And so uh, I, I think clearly, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine saying anything else for the strength of the team other than Eric Mika and what he's uh, been able to do for this team. Dave Rose expressed some concern about the confidence of the guards last night. I never thought that would be an issue, especially with this group. Uh, what kind of level of concern do you have about the guard play so far? I'm really concerned. Uh, I, I, I mean, coming in, if you'd asked me that, what is the strength of this team question, it would have been the guard line and three-point shooting. I'm, I'm stunned that uh, they are having such a hard time with it. Uh, I, I can't believe that it's a long-term thing. I've seen TJ and Nick and others play enough to know how good they are. So I think it's uh, it's a little bit of a, just a valley for them, and the confidence is low. I mean, it, I don't, I can't really speak to this as knowledge because I was never a great shooter. But my observing great shooters is it, it so much relies on confidence and just feeling like, man, I am good. I'm going to hit this shot. You can't stop me. Type attitude, and you see those guys out right now, and they're passing up good looks, and they they just don't seem to be confident, and it kind of shooting it and say, oh, please, please, please go in rather than, oh, this is in, man. You you can't guard me and running back down the floor before they even, they even hits the hoop, you know, that type of Steph Curry type attitude. And they just don't have it. And not only in the games, it's I, I watch them in the shoot arounds in the practice and it's it's just not a feeling I get of confidence. And the amazing thing about it all is, guys, is confidence is so fickle, it can come back almost overnight. You know, if you hit a couple shots, then it's all of a sudden back and you're a whole new player. I hope uh, maybe it's not going to be that dramatic for these guys, but I, I'm confident that will, it will happen. And once they do, if you can get even a semblance of an outside game with that inside game, that's when this team is really good, and that's why people expected so much because they thought that was going to happen. It's just not happening right now, but – it certainly can happen, hopefully sooner rather than later. BYU at 6-3 and three with Colorado, a team that just upset Xavier, the 13th-ranked team in the country last night, coming to the Marriott Center on, in Provo on Saturday. Do you view Saturday's game as a must-win for BYU's at-large NCAA tournament hopes? 
Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I know it's early, but with uh, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, I think they're almost a shoe in at this point to get in the tournament. And I don't know that people will be eager to get a third W uh, West Coast Conference team in unless it's just undebatable. And I think BYU is that team. Uh, with the loss to UVU, although they're playing, they're a much better team than people thought. It was just a devastating loss. Uh, and uh, you need marquee wins. I think you have to get both Colorado and Illinois to have any at-large type of hopes. Uh, you know, maybe you can somehow sweep Gonzaga or St. Mary's, and so you make a, make a claim for it in that respect. I don't know that that's going to happen. And so uh, to have any hope other than a conference championship in the tournament, you, you need to, to get these next couple of marquee wins. Or, I mean, I don't know what claim you make to being an at-large team if you haven't really beaten anybody. And then you have some of these bad losses on your on your record. So that that I think it is as far as NCAA tournament at large, absolutely a must win. The pressure being put on BYU two is interesting because it's not just uh, it's not just internal. It's almost external from St. Mary's and Gonzaga too. We, we uh, have waited for the lone pick three. Here they are. They're young, uh, but now St. Mary's and Gonzaga look like they may have their best teams ever. We'll, we'll see. What kind of pressure do you think that's playing, if at all, on kind of this season as a whole as we kind of get into it here? I think Dave Rose feels it. I mean, he's been in West Coast Conference a while now and hasn't won it. And obviously, Gonzaga is uh, probably maybe the premier program out West in the last 15 years. And I watched them play in that uh, earlier game against Arizona, and they, I mean, they are so good. They are so good. Karnowski was just dominant, and they got great guards. They destroy Washington last night. Uh, I mean, they they got that rolling, and that Coach Few is now kind. Of, that's kind of the destination point for any really good transfer. That's where they go. They they know they can succeed there and get in the NBA. So that, I mean, it's it's tough and when you have such a juggernaut. It's hard to dethrone that that type of team. St. Mary's. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Coach Bennett, but he he does the job, man. I don't know how he does it. Uh, but I mean, if you've been to the campus there in the facilities, you're like scratching your head. But they got the Australian connection, and they're getting it done. So I mean, I think Dave Rose feels the pressure, BYU feels the pressure, and we've been talking for five years now, ten years about, boy, when we get this team together, that's when Gonzaga goes down, you know. And and it doesn't look like that for this year. But maybe in the future that can happen. But so I think that's kind of where the pressure and the disappointment comes in. Is now we finally got the guys we want. And we're still not going to be able to do it. But maybe they can. I mean, I'm not throwing in the towel. Uh, BYU's beaten Gonzaga up there the last couple of years. But that, that was an impressive-looking team that I saw on Saturday. Fantastic stuff from Mark Durant, former BYU Hoopster, current radio analyst. Uh, let's finish with this, Mark. Uh, just tell me, bigger concern right now. Eric Mika says he's keeping his mustache until BYU wins a conference championship or BYU's three-point struggles. <laughs> well, they're both uh, pretty horrifying, to be honest with you. But, uh, at least Eric Mika's got the blonde mustache, so it's hard to see. But uh, I worry more about Peyton Dastrup or Jerem trying to grow another mustache. <laughs> totally valid concerns. Mark, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. You're the best. You got it. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I love Mark, man. I love I love Mark. He compared beating Weber State to getting a pair of underwear for Christmas. Well, y- you need it, so yeah. you're grateful for it, but it's not that exciting. Yeah, I- socks for me. I'm like, yeah, I need them, but I could have bought these myself. <laughs> Thanks for the socks. Thanks for your thoughtless gift.
Coming up, we're jamming with Jeff Judkins. Shooter McJudkins on the current state of BYU women's hoops. But first, rough night for our going for two. Going for two, Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Get social media with us. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at BYU Sports Nation. And then on Snapchat, of course, BYUSN. Check it out. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU basketball beat Weber State last night 77-66. Tied up at 47. Haas leaves it for Mika. And the foul. There was a lot of Eric Mika happening last night to the tune of 26 points, Mm. 10 rebounds, and a career-high 4 assists. Joe Lenardi just released his latest bracketology this morning. St. Mary's and Gonzaga, both three seeds. Wow. What about BYU, Jerem? Tumbleweed, Spencer. Mm. Nowhere to be seen. He doesn't have Colorado in. They just beat Xavier last night. That's a, that's a glaring mistake, man. But Valpo, Princeton, and USC all in, correct? I haven't looked at that, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking for Valpo. Valpo got blown out by Kentucky last night. So I'm not sure. Yeah, he doesn't have Colorado in, which is surprising. But wow, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, both three seeds. Yeah, both three seeds. How about that? Football team practices again today. We'll have Facebook Live on uh, facebook.com slash Sports coming up at 1 Eastern time in 27 minutes from now. Uh, Matt Miller of SB Nation ranks Jamal Williams as the biggest riser and seventh best running back in the 2017 NFL Draft class. That's, that's good for Jamal. I hope Jamal uh, puts himself in a position to be drafted. He's a good running back, of course. A good uh, poinsettia bowl and a good senior bowl will do a lot. BYU women's basketball victorious over Weber State, 73-64. Mackenzie Pulsifer led the way with 22 points. Kalani Purcell added a double-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. Jeff Judkins will join us in just a little bit. Yeah, we'll hear about kids today. And, and here is the operative word. The, okay? the ear-bleeding screams. <laughs> I plugged my ears. I'm not even kidding. Plus I'm not even kidding. Elementary school aged kids. Tyler Haas scored 16 points for Anvil Václovic in Poland yesterday, and Kyle Collinsworth had six points, seven rebounds, six assists, and three steals for the D League Texas Legends. We've got a Twitter poll out because that's what we do on BYU Sports Nation, asking the following question: Who wears the mustache better, Tanner Mangum or Eric Mika? BYU baseball's Tanner Chauncey weighs in with the following answer. The 2016 baseball team, hashtag mustache mafia. I'd have to agree with him, but that wasn't the question. So I award you no points. <laughs> the baseball team's going to be tough to beat, right? If, if the baseball team was in that, I would probably put the baseball team. Yes. Tanner's mustache is pretty good. Like, I hope that Tanner Mangum plays as well in the Poinsettia Bowl as he grows a mustache. His is solid. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's Magnum. Is, he, he's Mangum PI, right? Tyler Magnum PI. Yes, he is. A new show debuting on BYU TV uh, this spring. Time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over sixty-five years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU shot under its season average of 29% from three last night. I'm going to say big deal, even though BYU won. Uh, because BYU went three for 11. But they, it, this is a bigger issue right now. We're through nine games. BYU isn't shooting the three well. This is a real issue. 
BYU can't make the NCAA tourney if they keep this up. They got to be able to shoot the three, man. They can't just lean on Eric Mika completely, like mostly, sure, but not completely. I think this is a big deal because I want BYU as a team to take more than 11 three-pointers per game. They need to take quality ones. That's the issue. We were talking with Cleaver earlier this week, and Dave Rose addressed it too. They need to go inside out. Mark Durant just said Eric Mika needs to touch the ball every possession on the inside. I agree. Man, I, I just I want BYU to shoot more threes, yes, and take quality shots, but Mark Durant just told us they're passing up good looks, and he was speaking collectively about the guards. Last night, I don't think they passed up good looks all year. I think last night they were a little too unselfish. Which I think is a remember, big deal. You remember Nick Emery tossed yes. over to T.J. Haas. It was a shot clock. He question, made that violation. shot, granted. Barely got and and I thought that was a 50-50 call, but yeah, and it was early. Yeah, this is a big deal. Because when the shots do start to fall from the outside, it's going to be a scary BYU When Dave Rose questions the confidence level of a group. Big deal. That's a big deal, man. Number two. Big deal, no deal. The noise level in the Marriott Center in the final minutes of the women's hoops game yesterday. Can you guys hear me? Okay, well, let's, huh? uh, let's go ahead and, and relive that if we all dare. 5,000 plus kids in the Marriott Center. Listen to this. I've run out of words to describe what is happening in this Marriott Center crowd. I, I agree with you. Okay, that, that, was that the didn't sa- do it justice. That was the sound coming through our mics, you can, our uh, headsets. You can pot those down. Our audio guys turned off all of the nap mics except for only our headsets. For the whole game? For just during that moment. Are you serious? Yes. Okay, I was in the, st- I was in the arena. I plugged my ears because not only – they weren't just yelling. They were, like, high-pitched screaming. It was primary with no teachers. Like, it was crazy. I plugged my ears, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And they did a li- – big deal, by the way. And they did a lip sync. So they did SpongeBob SquarePants. So 5,000 kids are on their feet going crazy. SpongeBob SquarePants! <laughs> they did Bieber. They did Kelly Let Clarkson. It go. They did Frozen. It was It was crazy! Next year, they should have 10th. And the BYU women's basketball bench, Dan Nielsen was like, let's go. He was raising his hands like, louder. <laughs> this was a big deal, 100%, because it is something I have never experienced before. I've heard the Marriott Center loud a lot of times. Never like that. That was wild. It was unbearable. Like, I had, I seriously <laughs> was speechless for a few seconds. And I'm supposed to be talking about the game, but I just had to, like, Zone out for a second and be uh, like, okay, collect your thoughts so you don't sound like a fool. <laughs> Not that I don't do that Not a lot, normally. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. nuts. Number three. We can't hear you. Okay, so Daniel Sorensen makes his Tonight Show debut last night. But he's getting trolled by Jimmy Fallon as the guy who is most likely to ask for directions to Times Square <laughs> while he's in Times Square. He made it! It wasn't the pick six he had earlier this year. It was getting mentioned on The Tonight Show. <laughs> big deal or no deal? It's a big deal, man. It was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, even if he was being made fun of. Yeah, see, I say no Danny deal. Danny undrafted free agent. He's on the show. I say no deal because he's balling out in the NFL I know, where he is it really well. matters. He, he is playing really well. Oh, so good. So good. Number four. Big deal, no deal. The 0 for 6 oh, performance of BYU Sports Nation talent, questionable, in yesterday's going for two. 
Can you predict the future? No. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Well, it didn't go well last night. At least BYU won the game. That's all I have to say. Oh, for six between Jerem, myself, and Jason Shepard, who made going for two picks Jason yesterday as well. Okay, let's uh, let's relive uh, what we said would happen. No, BYU. we don't need to. We can move on. Oh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up, right? Yep, there are the six. BYU will make seven plus three pointers last night. Wrong. They made three as a team. They're averaging six makes per game. They made three. BYU will have 20-plus team assists. One off of that. I thought for sure I had that one. They finished with yeah. 19. Oh, come on, man. BYU out-rebound Weaver State by 11-plus. <laughs> BYU was uh, plus 5. BYU will shoot 34% from 3. Oh. BYU shot 27%. Jason Shepard, T.J. Haas will make three threes. <laughs> Wrong. He hit 2. BYU have fewer than 10 turnovers. Wrong. BYU had 12. <laughs> oh, for 6! Yeah. So bad. What did, what did Robert and I... Have to say about our performance mm, last night, mm. Spencer. Apparently, nothing. He's at Virginia. He's not going to a bowl game. They're two and ten. Who cares what Robert and I had to say <laughs> about that, right? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. <laughs> Sound off on our Twitter question. You, you know, I wish we would have heard Who last, cares, last night. Shut up. Trash. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Only okay. three times on eleven. Hey. Just, keep, just keeping Bumblebee honest back there. Up next, Tyler Haas. <laughs> Had plenty of swishing happening in Poland. We'll cover Swish! the Cougar Whip around. But first, it's been too long since we have jammed with Juddy. Jeff Judkins on the current state of BYU Women's Hoops after a win yesterday. Can he even hear anything after yesterday? Can he hear? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live together again in Studio B. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp. Hey, BYU Sports Nation is headed to San Diego next week. San hey, Diego. how about that? Supercharger. That might be in the mix, too. Uh, we're going to cover the Poinsettia Bowl Saturday through Wednesday down there. If you are in town uh, in America's finest city, we have a special two-hour show coming up Saturday, December 17th at the Fan Fest. So come hang out with us next, uh, next Saturday. What are your readjusted expectations for BYU men's basketball nine games into the season? Our Twitter question of the day at COT underscore BYU football says, third in the WCC, get to the second round of the tournament or the final four of the NIT. There's a lot going on there. I know. So many different directions, right? Yep. Woo! Joining us now to try and bring some sense to this early season madness for BYU basketball, both on the men's and women's side, is former NBA standout and NCAA All-American Jeff Judkins, the current head coach of BYU Women's Hoops. Coach, it's been too long, man. I know. What's, what's been the deal? You guys not want me on this or something? We, we waited for you to win four or five to invite you back. Is that what so, it is? So I now you won four or five. I figured, so now you're back on. Yeah. I figured yeah. if we were seven, I would have been on there all the time. But okay, <laughs> I understand. I understand that. Man, you don't play very many home games in non-conference play. No, so was is... it a little strange having a home game yesterday? Yeah, it, it really felt, um, it felt like we were in the NBA. I mean, for me. I mean, we traveled to Georgia. We traveled to Hawaii. We've been in New Mexico. And it's it's been tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's... Uh, I don't know why I scheduled this um, travel like this. It's my fault. 
You know, when you look on paper, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start doing it and it's harder than you than you really realize. Yeah. So But yeah, it was nice to be home. It was nice to to really play in an atmosphere that we did last yesterday. It was awesome. I want to thank all those elementary kids. I mean, that was the loudest that Jim's been in a women's game ever. Oh, no no question. I mean, um I've only been in one gym that was louder than that last yesterday. And I don't know if it was we were talking about I don't know if it was just the voices, the young kids that pitch made it louder. I don't know, but Mexico <laughs> was the only place I've been louder. Huh. You know, and and just sheer volume of fans at that one, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But that was that was incredible. I mean, they blew the whistle twice, you didn't even hear it. <laughs> Um, it, the floor was vibrating. That's how loud it really? was. Really? Yes. It was awesome. It was a great feel. There were 5,000 kids there. Um, it, it got the loudest when they said, get loud. And for some reason, it wasn't just like, ah, it was like, ah, oh, like, like high pitched. High. Uh, Dan Nielsen, Ray Stewart are over there, like pumping up the crowd, like keep it going. The thing is, they don't know who's got the ball and when in context at all. So you have the ball on offense and it's still loud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. You're like, hey, yeah. hey, give it up. Yeah, no, it was, was awesome. it really, it was, it was just seeing that many people at our game was was great, and then to be able to have the noise and the, all that, it was, it was a great atmosphere. I hope we got a lot of pictures of that. You beat <laughs> Weber State, and the five thousand plus bust in kids help you do that with some uh, <laughs> some noticeable energy for sure. It was, a, it was a tough game, uh, and it was slowed by fouls, and your star, Kalani Purcell, was frustrated, and there were, there were a lot of different hard things that were happening, but you, you found a way to grind out a win against a team that's off their best start in school yeah, history. Yeah, you know, Weber State's good. You know, they've, they're playing with a lot of confidence. You could tell if they, if they were 1-6, it probably would have been different. They, they have a lot of confidence in their team and what they're doing, and they came out in a 3-2 zone. This is where I was the most proud of my team. We have not faced that zone in two years, and I have not worked on it in two years, really, wow. because nobody's, nobody plays the 3-2 zone much. And so we had to go on the fly. Luckily, I had some veteran players that understood what was going on, and uh, we handled that very well. Mackenzie Morrison, you know, she knew it was her night. You know, there's some nights it's, it's Cassie's, and some nights it's Kelani, and some nights it's somebody else, and tonight was, was her. She knew she was going to get a lot of shots in that zone. Who's playing? Uh, who's shooting better right now, uh, Pulsifer or, or you? <laughs> Pulsifer's percentages aren't really what they need to be if you look at it, but she's shooting the ball very well. Fuller or Nelson now, she's when they get married, it's yeah, tough. Huh? It's, yeah, you're used to it. <laughs> but she's uh, shooting the ball very well. I, I was kind of mad at her last night not shooting it. I said you were. You could tell she was feeling it early in the game, and then she. Decided that she didn't want to shoot, and her comment, which is well taken, she said, "Coach, I don't want to force it. You want me to take good shots." And I go, "You're right, but you need to be ready to shoot at all times." I never had that problem as a player. <laughs> sometimes some people do, but I thought, I thought, you know, she's shooting the ball well, and Cassie. People don't realize she's she's battled a bad ankle. She hurt it pretty good in Oregon State, so she didn't get to really get a practice as much as she wanted to. She's feeling a lot better now, and um, she's been shooting the ball well. But, um, you know, it was a great team effort. I, I thought I thought a lot of kids came in. My bench came in and gave us some really good quality minutes. Manna Weymouth finally came and played the way that she's been playing, like she played last year, gave us a good spark. Orton's been real solid. Brenna came in and did a nice job. And, um, 
that's what the season's all about is just is just doing things like that. When your shooters, who you know are capable of filling it up on any given game, aren't hitting their numbers, and, and this applies to both BYU women's basketball and men's basketball, yeah. whether it's Mackenzie Pulsifer or it's Nick Emery or TJ Haas, what do you say to a shooter as a coach to get them back in the mode of, okay, I'm going to shoot this and it's, it's going to go in? Well, I think the hardest part is they get so d- discouraged instead of thinking about why they're missing, they're they're just worried about missing. And you got to go to you got to go to fundamentals. You got to think about why you're if you're shooting short. There's a lot of reasons for that. It's either your legs, either your your follow through is too low, it's not up. Uh, you might be losing eye on the target for a split second. Mackenzie, um, the thing that she's gotten so much better over the years is when when she misses a couple, she doesn't let it affect her. I think uh, my young freshman right now, Brenna Chase, is a very good shooter. She's struggling right now, and that's what she's fighting. She's not fighting her, her shot. She's fighting the mental part of it. And uh, hopefully through maturity, hopefully through just talking to her, that they can really get through it. You know, looking at the men's side of it, you know, you got a horse in the middle. And I'm just telling you right now, I, I'm all for threes, don't get me wrong, but you got a horse in there. Use them. I mean, don't be casting up. I mean, and then eventually, eventually, then you'll have those open shots. Um, I thought Dave did a great job last night coaching his team and getting the ball where he needed to, where he had the mismatches. And I know it's great to see threes, and we all like that. But the bottom line is winning. And Eric is playing probably as good as any big guy in the country. He needs to get the ball, and then then they can adjust. You know, I mean, I, I think Dave wants them to push it, and they don't have it, then execute. And that's that's a, that's what they did last night. I I think they didn't shoot the ball as well as they wanted to. And Weber State kind of did the same thing our game. They got hot there for a minute, started hitting shots. But a, a great win for them just to, to let them catch them and then come back and execute and do what they needed to do. You get Utah on Saturday, a team that's 8-0. I know. And they're healthy. But you've played the likes of Georgia on the road, and you played Oklahoma at home tough, and you've played Oregon State. You've played really good teams. So this isn't anything you you haven't seen before. What do you expect on Saturday? Well, they're, they're, they're really playing with a lot of confidence, and Lynn's got them really believing in themselves, believing in their system. Um, that's hard to compete against. Sometimes that's harder than your opponent. It's just that mind. Uh, we just have to come in and play our game and realize that we've played a little harder schedule than them and that the teams that we played, we learned from those games and we learned how to deal with it and hopefully defend them and really take their dribble drive as much as we can away from them. Last year, Potter really hurt us, so we've got to do a lot better job on her. She hurt us inside and hopefully Chalet and, and Bodner and Hanks, we have a little more size this year. We can kind of help that, but... We also got to play our game. We got to come out and execute and do the things we do best. And uh, we do have some mismatches. As you notice, Weber State didn't man us. And the reason they didn't is because of Kalani. I mean, that's a hard matchup for a lot of teams. It'll be the same with Utah. Who are they going to put on or what, 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 uh, you know, the, the four, they're going to come go big against us or whatever. But it should be a great game. It's always been. Coach, great to have you with us in Studio B. Let's do it again soon. Okay, we'll do it. I guess when you guys are in San Diego enjoying life and I'm here in final week, 
going to Michigan and all that stuff, I'll think about you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you're in seven degree weather in yeah, Michigan, I'll be thinking about we're it. We're in seventy in San Diego. Yeah, I don't know why you guys don't come to Hawaii. I don't know why you don't get the station to do that. The budget from women's ho- women's hoops. That's what oh, we need. Okay, we better get some more money, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Donors, go find them. Yeah. Coach, fantastic stuff. Thanks, we'll talk guys. again soon. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Jenny. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around, including what did Kyle Collinsworth do for the D-League Texas Legends? And again, a BYU NFL guy makes an appearance on the Jimmy Fallon Show. And Amy Boswell got an award. Oh, yeah. How about, How about that? that? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU beat Weber State. They won the cat fight last night, 77-66. Eric Meek had 26 points, 10 rebounds, and a career-high four assists. Dave Rose said BYU guards are lacking a little bit of confidence right now. BYU and Colorado coming up Saturday. Football. The Cougars practice today. You can watch the post-practice interviews live at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Matt Miller of SB Nation also ranked Jamal Williams as the biggest riser and seventh best running back in a very talented 2017 NFL draft class of runners. Women's basketball. The ladies also beat Weber State 73-64. Mackenzie Pulse first scored 22 for the Cougars. Kalani Purcell had a double-double with 11 points and 11 rebounds. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth at Big Russia 5 because that's his Twitter handle. Collinsworth. 6.7 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals and a loss last night for the D-League Texas Legends. Cougars overseas. Tyler Haas scored 16 points for Anvil Václavic in Poland. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen fresh off his appearance on Jimmy Fallon and NFL Superlatives. His Kansas City Chiefs play the Oakland Raiders <laughs> tonight at 825 Eastern. Volleyball. Middle blocker Amy Boswell, listen to this. She's the 2016 Academic All-American of the Year. That's awesome. Congratulations, Amy Boswell. Whoa. And her high knees. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well played, Jerem. Future guests include BYU basketball assistant coach Terry Nash. Oh, nice. Bring in a shooting shirt for me, Terry. And Mary Lake, freshman libero. Of Everyone's the favorite libero. 13th seeded BYU women's team who get to play Texas on Friday in the Sweet 16. Let's go. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Jeff Judkins just called him the horse in the middle. Eric Mika, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Enjoy his time here at BYU because it's not going to be four years worth. Our elite tweet of the day answering the question, what are your adjusted expectations for BYU basketball? At Andrew G. Garrett says, Mika will be a fantastic beast and his teammates (laughs) will know where to find him. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thanks to Mark Durant, Jeff Judkins, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast, iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Bernie Fryer. 